going on, Fourth and Inches Podcast listeners? You got Dan, Kevin, Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, fellas? What What's is up, going Kevin? on, world? What's up, everybody? All right, and today we have a guest, one of uh, the members of our listening leagues. We like to welcome Clay Calimber with us. What's going on, Clay? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. All right, Sarah, so welcome, welcome. So today we are going to uh, preview or review last night's game. We're going to get into the news. We're going to review last night's game, and we're going to preview the weekend. So, uh, you know, with that said, uh, Stevie P, get into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, guys, in the news today, Le'Veon Bell, MRI revealed no serious damage. So that is good news to all you Le'Veon Bell owners. Marquise Brown remained limited in Thursday's practice, but is expected to be ready for Sunday's game against the Cardinals. We have Stefan Diggs with the hamstring is absent from the week two injury report, which is good. Let's hope he gets some targets and Kirk Cousins throw more, throws more than 10 passes in this game. Juju Smith-Schuster was upgraded to full in practice Thursday. That's a big deal. Let's see. Greg Olson is active. Well, we already seen that from the Bucks yesterday. The Miami Herald reports right tackle Julian Davenport could be placed on introvert reserve. We already know he did. Uh, Tyler Lockett returned to the Seahawks practice Thursday, getting a limited session. That's good, good news. And it looks like he is definitely playing this week. In Antonio Brown news, we have uh, Antonio Brown's going to play this weekend. That's all we know, so that's where we're going to leave that. Not going to read any more Antonio Brown news. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick was granted his permission to seek a trade, so looks like Mika wants to go bye-bye. And actually, it's not for usage. Uh, you know, from what we understand, it's it's the way they're using him, not the you know the team uh, being terrible. Uh, Joe Mixon returned to practice Friday. The hmm, Jordan Rainin, the Dolphins are seeking a first-round pick trade in trade talks for Minka Fitzpatrick. He just got him last year. I hope they get at least that. Uh, ben Stendig of the Athletic. There is no less hope of Jordan Reed concussion returning in Week Two. So, you know, I mean, if you're hoping and praying on Jordan Reed, uh, you know try to find a better option you should have one anyway Patriots coach Bill Belichick said Antonio Brown has a long way to go in learning the team's offense that's kind of self-explanatory Mark Andrews undisclosed uh did not practice Friday you know keep your eye on that but all indication is that he is going to play uh Le'Veon Bell is expected to play Sterling Shepard is out against the Bills this week that is a big deal uh, Dante Pettis said he's back to norm and expects to play a bigger role in week two after being limited to two snaps in last week's opener at, at Tampa Bay. Nick Bosa returned to practice on Friday. That's a big deal because he looked really good last week. Uh, Joe Mixon read that. Uh, Coach Bill O'Brien stated that wide receiver Kiki Cutie is trending towards being able to play this week. You know, hopefully we can see some cutie. Kiki out there and how he's used in this offense now that they have Kenny Stills. Mike Williams' knee returned to practice on Friday. 
That's that was, that's big because we thought he was going to miss some time. Now we're going to Coach Pete Carroll told reporters Friday that wide receiver Tyler Lockett is fined after missing practice Wednesday. So that's promising. We already got through that. Redskins running back Darius Geis was placed on injured reserve. If you were hoping to see the Darius Geis breakout this season, you're going to have to wait a little bit. Wide receiver, I mean, uh, Bears tight end Trey Burton is questionable for the team's week two matchup against the Broncos. That's That sucks. Albert Wilson, uh, hip and a calf, has been ruled out for the week two matchup against the Patriots. Coach Adam Gaines reports to Friday that Le'Veon Bell's shoulder, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Anthony Lynn told reporters Friday that Mike Williams' knees questionable is a game-time decision. So he'll be a game-time decision. So make sure you check it out before, you know, 11.30 game time. You know, before game time is when they let out inactive. So make sure you check that out. Uh, Chiefs left tackle Eric Fisher is questionable for the team's Week 2 matchup against the Raiders. Uh, we read Juju News. Why uh, Cornerback Joe Hayden is questionable for the team's Week 2 matchup against the Seahawks. DeAndre Hopkins is good to go for the Texans' Week 2 matchup against the Jaguars. And let's see. Kiki QT, we read that. The Ravens listed each of Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, and Mark Ingram as questionable for the Week 2 matchup against the Cardinals. So, you know, keep an eye on those guys. Make sure they are playing. Jeremy Fowler has reported that Melvin Gordon will report to the Chargers at some point in 2019. That tells us absolutely nothing. Redskins sign Aaron Colvin. You know, not doesn't look like there's a whole lot more, you know, news here. Last thing here, Bruce Arians said OJ Howard can play a heck of a lot better than he's playing. And I'm sure his fantasy owners agree. <laughs> Dude, that was serious yesterday. I, I'll tell you what. I thought OJ, I was, at this point, I can admit that I was seriously wrong about OJ against, you know, Evan Ingram. So far, that looks like it's not even going to be a competition. He is just not being targeted at all. Did yeah. he get any targets? I mean, I, no. did, I don't remember him seeing. Yeah. I know he didn't have a catch. Did he get any that targets? Of, that was one of the news articles is that he didn't. He didn't uh, get targeted. That, yeah, he didn't get targeted. Yeah. He got targeted one time, but he had a he had a PI called against him that basically oh, erased yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? right. That's when we texted and said, "Yeah, you can't even complete the pass where he's, you know, got you can't even complete a pass where he's got interference on him because <laughs> Jameis was terrible." So we yeah, might as well just bad. get into that game now because we're we're obviously talking about it. So Tampa Bay wins twenty to fourteen last night over the Panthers. Um. Obviously, anybody who watched the game, this was a little bit rough quarterback play. A little bit. Um, yeah, a <laughs> little bit, yeah. Cam was all over the place. Jameis was not much better. Um, the Tampa Bay defense, I obviously keyed on McCaffrey and just had him shut down the whole game. Um, you know, a couple of the receivers, uh, DJ Moore had a, had a nice game um, when it all got boiled down to, I think he had eight for, uh, he had nine for 89 uh curtis samuel five for 91 greg olson six for 110 so you know greg olson was uh you know really 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 solid last night especially considering where he was drafted at he he's looking like he could be a solid um you know a solid late round pick for guys for for owners that drafted him because 
Uh, first game, he wasn't that productive, but he did see nine targets. And in this game, he saw another nine targets, caught six for 110. That's a that's a hell of a day from your tight end. Uh, from the Bucks side of the ball, you had Peyton Barber literally got almost all of the work running the ball. He had 23 of 82 for a touchdown. Um, you know, only 3.6 yards per carry. There was some young yards, you know, runs where he looked good, and then other ones where he didn't get back to the line of scrimmage. Did a little too much dancing in the backfield. Chris Godwin was the breakout star yesterday. Eight for 121 in a touchdown, and he is being ultra-targeted in that offense. He he actually looks like he's more viable than, than Mike Evans at this point. Mike Evans did see eight targets, but only caught four for 61. There was a couple times where Jameis targeted Mike Evans and was just completely inaccurate um, on the passes. So other than that, and as we said, O.J. Howard did not receive one target in this game. He's really frustrating owners. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Just watching the game, the – the Buccaneers offense, I mean, defensive line is really good. It's a lot better than anybody would have anticipated going into this season. Um, you know, Shaq Barrett looked like a pro bowler yesterday. He was just getting sack after sack. Cam just, you know, and Cam, if you watch him in the pocket, he just, I don't know. I don't know if the ankle was bothering him. I know they kept saying the ankle, you know, Ron Rivera after the game said the ankle wasn't an issue, wasn't an issue, but Cam just didn't look like he was able to get away from anybody in the backfield uh you know not his normal self and you know the Buccaneers took it to him they they decided they were going to take away Christian McCaffrey and they were going to make sure that he wasn't the one who beat them and that's what I saw I saw a team that without Christian McCaffrey really being a huge part of the offense Cam had to start making some throws and he was overthrowing guys he was throwing balls in the dirt he was he was just super inaccurate and you know that's going to kill if Cam is not going to run Cam is not the fantasy quarterback that you drafted because the reason Cam goes as a top eight quarterback almost every year since he's been in the league is because he can run the ball and he can score touchdowns, you know, using his legs. And if he's not going to do that, you know, on the half yard line, they're not going to give it to Cam to jump over the, you know, to jump over the pile and get a touchdown there, which we all have seen Cam do hundreds of times, you know, then that's, that's going to be an issue. So, you know, for me, I definitely think we need to keep an eye on that. But, you know, for the rest of this game, you know, it's it was a rain game. You know, the passing game was a little bit affected by it. And, you know, I wasn't impressed by really, you know, too much more. You know, I think that, you know, Cam Cam didn't look like Cam. And, you know, Jameis Winston was just literally a game manager. Yeah, for me, uh that game, how last Thursday I said that Matt Nagy lost that game for them. I feel like uh, I feel like Todd Bowles won that game for for Tampa Bay. He took uh, he took Christian McCaffrey right out of the game. Like um, you know, like you said, Steve, he he basically said Cam, if they're gonna beat us, Cam's gonna be the one to beat us, and I'm gonna put a ton of pressure on him, and they did. And you know, they're we've talked that Tampa Bay is not the strongest in the cornerback uh, position, but they you know they held up. They, Cam got his yards in the in garbage time and. And, uh, you know, statistically, his his numbers looked a lot better than his performance did. But for, you know, I, I think Todd Bowles was was the MVP of that game. He, he put together a lot of packages, a lot of sneaky, you know, sneaky uh, blitzes. And uh, and they came out on top. 
wasn't wasn't a prettiest looking game on either end. You know, I'm not saying that. You know, I'm, and I'll touch on the Mike Evans thing. I mean, I I think that Carolina can't kind of did you know came with a similar game plan where they were saying we're going to take away your best receiver, and Chris Godwin beat him and he beat him bad. So you know they were thankful you know lucky that they had Chris Godwin out there making plays because no one else on that offense besides Peyton Barber with a couple runs really did uh did anything else so it was you know they just at the end of the day carolina settled for field goals and tampa bay put the ball in the end zone a few extra times so got anything you want to add to this game clay well i think the most frustrating part of this tampa bay team is their backfield i mean last week you know it was peyton barber that was starting even then ryan jones ended up getting most of the carries and then this week it was all the talk about ryan and peyton barber ended up getting the bulk of the carries so as a fantasy owner at least this backfield it's so frustrating week in week. I think that's my biggest takeaway from this game. Yeah, I agree. I think you know, I think the Ronald Jones talk was getting super loud over the weekend, you know, after that Sunday game. And uh, you know, after this game you have to really wonder if that was just coach speak. And, you know, Ronald Jones is not going to be a big part of this offense or if it's going to be an issue where, you know, Peyton Barber is just a guy they trust a little more. You know what I mean? So you obviously can't pay, play Jones until you see something more. Yep, I totally agree. Um, you know, we came into this game, I think, you know, we even had questions on the fantasy life start with it with, you know, Ronald Jones. Do you play Ronald Jones in this game over, you know, there was some names thrown out there that were just crazy. If you're starting guys like this this early in the season, man, I feel bad for your fantasy teams. But, you know, some people were asking about Ronald Jones and, you know, I mean, I thought he was going to clearly get the work this week over Peyton Barber. Because even Bruce Arians said we're going to go with the hot hand, and last week the hot hand was Ronald Jones. So, you know, when it boils down to it, you know this this backfield might be a little tough to decide who we're going to start week in week out, and you know it's kind of a wait and see thing. All right. So with that being the case, let's move on to preview this Sunday's games. We are going to start with the Cowboys and Redskins. Dan, you want to start off in this one? Yeah, it should it should be a clear cut Cowboys win. Um, they are obviously the much more talented team. They looked awesome against the Giants. Washington looked great against Philly in the first half. Um, but it's a division game, and if you know, you just never know what you're getting out of division games. I mean, you know, it's yesterday's game had a six and a half point spread, and Tampa Bay won by six. So you never really you never know what you're gonna get. Um, I think that Dallas does win, um, and I think you know you got to start all your main guys that are, you know, that you started last week. You know, you got you definitely start. I, I think if you have Dak, you got to ride the hot hand. If, unless you unless you have Dak as your backup and you have Mahomes or Drew Brees, you know, to me, then you know you, those are probably options ahead of them. But other than that, I mean, I'm I'm starting Dak for sure, especially against this Washington team because Carson Wentz lit him up in that second half. So um, yeah, I mean, all the all the main guys. Randall Cobb could be an option to start if you're, you know, if you're really, you know, hurt for somebody in that flex position. Uh, but, you know, obviously Zeke, Amari Cooper, um, even Michael Gallup, he's, he, I put him right with, uh, you know, right with, with Randall Cobb as a possibility if you need somebody and, you know, 
you know Dallas is going to score some points, and you're a little little shy about some you know some of these other guys you have on your team. Uh, I don't think they're a bad option. Um, on Washington's end, you don't have. We just heard today when Kevin read the news that you ain't got uh, you ain't got um, guys. So you're definitely not playing him. Um, but McLaurin for sure. Uh, I think he's definitely an option because he's the only guy right now really to go to on Washington. And um, if you picked up AP, uh, he's definitely probably you know going to get a ton of work. And I I like Chris Thompson. I liked him last week. I like him this week. I like him every week moving forward. He's I, I've been I've been saying a lot that he just reminds me so much of of uh, James White because he's just he's he's something special out of that backfield. He catches a lot of balls. He finds ways to just find checkdowns constantly and. Uh, guys like that, and if you're if you have a PPR, if you're a standard league, I don't think you start Thompson, but in PPR leagues, he's almost a must start for me because he's he's always in there in third downs and he's always getting a ton of checkdowns. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, like the guys that you guys said, are you're all starting. You know, you're starting your Cowboys. Uh, Terry McLaurin is definitely a Redskin that I you know would not mind starting as my wide receiver three or a flex if I absolutely needed him. Uh, this Cowboys defense is good, so you know I wouldn't expect a 140 game and a touchdown, you know, from him again. But definitely a guy that I feel comfortable starting, uh, if need be. Uh, I'd like to see it again, but like I said, you know, if if you need him, throw him in there. Um, Adrian Peterson is somebody that you know we're gonna get really into in the DFS pod. To me, he is a easy start this week. You know, there's there's two things that are guaranteed in life. If you bench if you bench AP, he's gonna be pissed off and just tear you a new one and you're gonna die. That's about it. Those are the those are the two things that you can guarantee in life that AP when he runs angry is just a menacing force. And you know, to me, if you have AP, I think AP is not happy being sat last week. If you watched him on the sidelines, he just looked pissed off. And if they're gonna feed him, you know let's say 18 carries in this game. I think AP, I don't, I don't even care the, the red, you know, the Dallas Cowboys defense. I think AP is good for, you know, 75 to hundred yards and a touchdown in this game. I really do. I think he's going to be good. And, uh, you know, if you have him definitely start him in FanDuel, he's like $4,400. He's insane or $4,800. He's insanely 48. cheap. He's $4,800 insanely cheap. And I think DraftKings, what is he? 39 K. 38 i think yeah 38 39 39. so you know definitely let me look it up right now honestly because he might even be he's literally in every one of my lineups so i can even look it up 34 yeah 3400 you know what i mean that's just insanely cheap to me that's one of those guys you just plug in at, at, at those prices it's just get him in your lineup you know what i mean he's a free square um yeah so you know for this game the Dallas Cowboys defense, you know, the thing about rivalry games, they always do seem to, you know, be close. So, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't think that the Cowboys defense is any better than, you know, it normally is. But, you know, if you're if you drafted them, you probably you're definitely starting them. How about how about you, Clay? What do you feel? I think my uh, the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to seeing is this Dallas passing attack against Washington. Um, they have Washington has a pretty good defensive defensive line, so I know Zeke's going to get his, but I'm just really interested to see Gallup and Cobb get theirs. Cooper's obviously going to get his as well. Um, on Washington's side of the ball, um, like you said, AP he's definitely uh, a good start, but he's one of those backs that's going to need you know 20 carries to to really 
bring it home for him. Um, Chris Thompson's obviously in this situation. I think with game script going to be a really good option for especially in PPR leagues. Definitely agree. Yep. Yeah, I don't really have too much to add off of, off of what you guys said. Um, you know, I definitely think AP or Chris Thompson both could be a flex play. Um, that, uh, what Clay just said kind of reigns true with me is, you know, this game could get out of hand, and if it gets to be a little bit of a blowout, AP might not see as many carries as he needs to get off. But uh, for Daly, obviously, we talked about his price, and we'll get into it more tomorrow, but – you know he he's definitely a cheap option on the on the uh, on the FanDuel and, and DraftKings sites. Um, you know from, you're starting all your Cowboys at this point. Michael Gallup, you know, is a solid flex right now. Uh, Mari, Mari Cooper last week looked like a wide receiver one, and you know Dak. To me, I have him rated ranked number seven on my rankings this week, so he's a QB one, and you know Zeke's just the man. So you're pretty much starting all your Cowboys this week. Uh, next game we will get into is the Colts and Titans. Steve, you want to start that one? Yeah. So, you know, in this game, we saw what the Colts uh, did last week. You know, they they looked a lot better than I think anybody would have expected. Um, I wrote an article about what I thought, you know, the Colts would be this year. Uh, and it rained pretty true. You know what I mean? I said I wasn't scared of T.Y. I wasn't scared of... You know, uh, Mac, you know, I thought those guys were still going to be right where I had them ranked. I didn't move their ranks. I didn't move them up or down. I thought they were still going to be productive, and they were. You know, Brissett is not a bad quarterback. Brissett is, you know, a very good backup quarterback. And if he continues to look the way he looked last week, you know, he's going to produce He's going to produce fantasy points for this team. So, like I said, all the guys that we, you know, were touting earlier, I'm still going to tout. You know, this Tennessee Titans defense is very good. We saw that with the Browns last week. But I think the main thing we have to take away from that Browns game last week is the Brown hype. You know, people are going to be playing the Browns like the Browns are the Super Bowl winner from last year in every game. Because when you go into a season, it's, you know, I know you guys are Eagles fans, so you're going to remember this, the dream team. You know, we heard that, and guess what? The Eagles saw everyone's A game because everybody was saying they were a super team and they were going to be amazing and all that. And guess what? Teams came and smashed the Eagles that season. I believe the Eagles only had four wins that season. You know, teams make Don't it remind a- me. Yeah, you know, I, teams, teams, you know, teams don't like that stuff. I mean, when you're throwing that in people's faces, like, oh, yeah, we're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Teams, you know, these guys get paid to play. You know what I mean? So if you're going to tell me that you're the best player, come prove it. You know what I mean? Come prove it to me. That's that's the way it is in the NFL. That's the way it is in life. So, you know, it's definitely one of those those things that I think, you know, happened last week. But this Tennessee Dif- Titans defense is good. You know, you're starting Derrick Henry. You're starting – you know, um, Delaney Walker on that offense. And, you know, after what we saw from Corey Davis, you, you know, you can't, you can't even, uh, begin to even attempt to try to start that dude. Uh, AJ Brown, uh, I think was a product of them not ever seeing him play and not realizing how, how his ability to get open is. And that dude, I, I toted him before, you know, the season started. I loved him. He was my second favorite, you know, wide receiver coming out of the draft this year. And he, he, she looked good last week. So, you know, not a guy that I would tell you to start right now. I would still give him a game or two to see, you know, what we're going to see from him and how, what the usage is going to be. But, 
you know, that's that's what I have on this team. I think, you know, I think you still are going to start the guys that you would normally start. You know, Mac is probably more of a, a three than a two, uh, you know, just going up against this defense. But, you know, T.Y. T.Y. against a Dory Jackson is going to be uh, gangbusters, you know. So if you're scared of starting T.Y., don't be. It's it's going to be it's going to be very, very fun to watch this weekend. Yeah, the Eagles got eight wins that season, man. Give us our credit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually was one of the people beforehand saying the same thing. Like with Mac, I was a little worried about T.Y. I'm not going to lie. You know, I was a little bit worried about the passing game. I don't think Jacoby Brissett's a bad quarterback, but I just think he's more of a game manager. So I was a little bit worried about T.Y. and, and the passing game coming in. Um, and obviously, you know, T.Y. had a great game, but those tight ends, you know, Ebron, Jack Doyle, um, they only had one catch each. So, you know, they really didn't get off the way the way they, you know, the way Ebron did last year. I was a big, big favor of Mac. Even after Luck got hurt, I said this team might have to rely on Mac more. And, and last week's game showed that they especially in the second half, like they rode Marlon Mack to that win in the second half or to, you know, to get to overtime in the second half. He was just a monster in the second half. So, um, you know, to me, Marlon Mack really saw, you know, saw an uptick off of the Andrew Luck injury um, from the Titans side of the ball. I, I really liked what they did last week, too. Um, you know, you saw Mariota kind of distribute the ball around a little bit. Um, doesn't hurt that he got a 75-yard, you know, receiving touchdown from Derrick Henry. That's not going to happen every week. Um, but the same thing. I mean, you know, Steve was calling for 300 touches for for Derrick Henry, and you know, he's on pace. So far, he's so good. He's on pace to win that bet. He's on pace to win that bet. And honestly, I have him in our league, so I hope he kind of does. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, other than that, going into this game, I do kind of think the Tennessee defense is very good. Um, so I th do think it could cause, you know, the Colts a little bit of problems. Um, you know, I, I actually see this kind of as like a 17-16 kind of game. I, I think it's going to be really tough fought battle. Yeah, I think you guys hit all the names. The only thing I want to say is that if you have one of the Colts tight ends, um, I'd look for other options for this week just because of that really good Tennessee defense. And they didn't produce last week, so we don't know who Percet is going to have chemistry with until he shows that he likes one guy more than the other. So definitely, um, you know, look for another tight end or or uh, another option there. But, yeah, other than that, all the guys you guys touched on. So, How do you feel, Kai? I think I'm just really excited to see if the bowling ball that is Derrick Henry uh, can keep it going. I mean, he's looked good, finally. You know, it's taken him a couple of years, but he finally looks decent. So, Yeah, picking up where he left off last year. Oh. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people were nervous about Derrick Henry. I mean, even even though he was going in, you know, late third, early fourth round, I still think people were, you know, nervous. You know, I and I said it. You know, I think he was going to get 300 touches. I, did, I don't know if he'll be a top 12 guy, but, you know, I think they're going to use him. A whole lot this year you know what i mean they're gonna they're gonna make sure they give him a whole lot of touches you know what i mean he's a uh, he's a uh, restricted free agent next year you know they could let him walk or they can sign him so i think they're going to use him to see what they want to do and it's even more exciting that you see Dion lewis dropping passes and, and derrick henry actually catching him so you know that's that's only helping him yes sir 
Yeah, if Derrick Henry starts to get passing passing attack, he's going to be a beast this year. He's going to be lethal. He will be a number one back, maybe even top. He'll definitely be top ten if if he starts getting some of the receiving work. Um, let's move on to the Seahawks and Steelers. Um, I'll, I'll start off on this one. Uh, Steelers for me, I expect a big bounce back game from Pittsburgh. Um, you know this Seahawks secondary is not you know, much to be let much to be desired from. Um, you saw that with Andy Dalton going for over 400 yards last week. Um, you know, this could be a big week for Juju. Um, obviously he's healthy back at practice. So, you know, this could be a big week for Juju. Um, you know, I am expecting to see a couple deep balls to James Washington this week. Uh, I just think the Steelers are going to prove, you know, big Ben at home is a much better quarterback. And I think the Steelers are going to come in and, you know, come in with a chip on their shoulder after that game last week because they got embarrassed. And um, from the Seahawks' perspective, um, Chris Carson is an every week's starter. Um, Rashad Penny, you cannot really count on right now. You know, he he got next to nothing. You know, the other in game one, um, and Chris Carson saw pretty much most, you know, pretty much eighty percent of the workload. So. Um, you know, from that, you're 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 obviously you're starting T, uh, Ty, Tyler Lockett. Uh, you know, for where you drafted him at. Um, you know, especially after looking at that that Pittsburgh passing game last week. Um, you know, and DK Metcalf may not be may not be a, a bad option in flex if you want to take a shot there. So, um, any one of you guys want to hop in? Yeah, I'll just real quick. I'll just say. Uh... I agree with you on the Pittsburgh thing. It's definitely a big bounce back game for them, but I thought yesterday was a big bounce back game for Carolina. I thought they were going to, you know, come into their own house and, you know, take care of business. And that surely didn't happen. So anything can happen here. We, you know, I expect Pittsburgh to pull out a close win in this one, but you know, it's Seattle's with, they got Russell Wilson and with yeah, Russell Wilson, you're never out, but um, yeah, pretty much just the names you, you said, Kev, I don't really, I'm, I will say that Penny, I think, out of just about all the guys that I'm watching um, on the downward spiral as far as value drop, he is he is decreasing and decreasing by the day. So uh, you just, just anybody I, I know people are probably dropping Penny, but um, he's definitely someone that you just have to keep a close eye on to see if he gets any kind of work over these next couple of weeks because, uh, you know, Carson obviously had all the load last week. Yeah, if you watched that game last week, Jamar Taylor looked, terrible against Cincy you know he was just John Ross just ate him alive um you know it, literally everybody who played in this style Tyler Boyd ate him alive Jolly, you know Ross ate him alive everybody was eating him alive he was he was he was hurting um you know if you go on the website look at the weekly wide receiver cornerback matchups write-ups that we do um you can see you know he allowed a 74.4 percent catch rate last year with a 14.1 yards per catch, which is a big number. You know, that means he's giving up some chunk yardage, you know, and giving up basically 75% of the passes thrown his way. So going up against Juju, Juju is going to eat in this game, and I really have no worry about Juju at all. You know, I know people are worried about Juju, and I'm not at all. I think, you know, Big Ben is going to go off in this game. Juju is going to go off in this game. You know, I think Connor is going to, you know, get some receiving work. You know, I don't know how well he's going to be able to run the ball against the Seahawks defense because last year, last week they looked, you know, they were, they basically completely took, 
you know, the running game away from the Bengals. So I do think that they decided this year that their corners are terrible and that their run defense is pretty good and they're going to focus on the run defense, you know. And that's just the way they're going to play. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play a good run defense, try to stop teams from scoring, and that's that's just what they're going to do. So, you know, I can definitely see, you know, the Seahawks defense playing that way and the Steelers going off at home because that's kind of what Big Ben's MO is. Big Ben eats at home. So, you know, not worried about the Steelers. Um, if you're planning on starting Dante Moncrief, I don't think he's an absolutely terrible start, but I would try to find a better option on the Seahawks side of the ball. You know, like Kev said, you're starting all of the Seahawks that are relevant. Uh, Rashad Penny is a wait and see. You know, you probably took him in the seventh, eighth round, and you cannot, to me, you do not drop anybody you took as a potential starter and you're on your team until at least week four, you know, give these guys a chance to, you know, they're knocking off the offseason rust. So don't jump to the waiver wire dropping guys that you shouldn't be dropping because it happens every year. People drop guys and go, oh, damn, why did I drop them? And then week five, six, seven, they're going off and they're like, dude, I had him on my team. I dropped him. You know what I mean? Just give these guys a chance. You know what I mean? Don't don't go up picking picking terrible players off the waiver wire and then regretting your decision. You know what I mean? Just give your give your team a chance. You drafted them for a reason. Uh, and then, you know, the Seahawks, like I, like we said, just the normal guys. Tyler Lockett is going to eat also tomorrow. Tyler Lockett, um, you know, I think last week he was a product of his back being tightening up on him a little bit. And, you know, I think this week he's going to be much better. How you feel, Clay? Well, I, I think you and I are in agreement that the Steelers are going to are going to take take the Seahawks, you know, down here. Uh, I just reading this right off of the NFL.com. The Steelers have an 84 point differential in games following a loss to the Patriots in the Mike Tomlin era. era. So, I mean, given that and just the fact that Ben knows he can play better than that, that he did and Juju could play better than he did. I just feel like the, the Steelers are going to beat the crap out of the Seahawks. So I agree. I definitely agree with that. All right. right, let's go on to this next game. Next game, Bills and Giants. Oh, you know I'm starting this one off. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> CDP, this one's all you. All right, so to me in this game, you know, I, I wrote this up in our, you know, we have on the website, we also put buy, buy, and, you know, buy low, sell high on the website. And I have gotten, I have seen some trade offers for Saquon Barkley. So, if you can get Saquon, do it. Do it now. He is going to eat this week. Buffalo, you know, they showed last week, if you watched that Get Jets game, Le'Veon Bell, you know, hadn't played football in, whatever, 17 months or whatever the hell it was. Some ridiculous number. And he he looked good last week. You know what I mean? They, they basically were kind of taking him away at the, in the running game. You know, for the most part, but he did have some chunk runs, nine, 12 yard cut runs here and there. You know, he caught the ball out of the backfield. You know, Saquon is a completely different beast. Saquon is going to eat in this game. I think the Giants realized that they didn't give him enough touches last week, and they are going to give him his his touches this week. Saquon is going to eat. I'm putting him in every single one of my DFS lineups. I just think this is a big Saquon week. Um, you know. Evan Ingram is a guy that I'm not super excited to start because I know how good this Bills pass defense is, and these linebackers are all fast. You know, Milano's fast, and Edmonds is fast. They they just have so much speed in their linebacking core. You know, I think they can keep up with, and, and they have the best 
tandem of safeties in the league. I don't, you know, I don't care what anybody says. I think the Bills tandem of Poyer and and uh, Micah Hyde. Thanks, Clay. Clay, help me out there. Um, but yeah, Micah Hyde. I think they're the best tandem of safeties in the league. And, you know, it just makes me a little bit nervous for Evan Ingram. You know, I still think he's going to get his targets. I still think he's going to be productive. But, you know, I wouldn't expect a 11-catch, 110 yards or whatever he had in a touchdown like he had last week. Um, you know, John Brown is a guy in this game that I really like. I think that the Giants, you know, Janoris Jenkins is going to be predominantly on him. And I just don't see that being a problem for John Brown. You know, John Brown is very shifty and quick uh, with the long speed to be able to, you know, do a lot of things in this offense, and he is going to be highly targeted. Um, you know, the running game, Devin Singletary is a guy that I think they saw last week that he is the by far the best runner on this team. You know, they're going to give Frank Gore his, re, you know, his veteran due and, and let him carry the ball in the beginning of this game. But, you know, he is not he's not the athlete that, you know, Singletary is at this point in his career. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to see a heavy dose of Singletary in this game. I could definitely see him getting at least, you know, 14 touches. And with that amount of touches, I think he could be good in this game. Uh, the Giants defense just, you know, I'm not, not a defense that I'm very scared of. Um, for me, that's basically it for the, for the Bills. You know, and, and the Giants, like I said, just those two players, there's not really anybody else in the Giants that I would even consider starting. So, you know, Bill's defense, I would consider because Eli is known to throw some interceptions. Uh, but, you know, other than that, you know, they're going to get their sacks and, you know, that's it. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just add on that. I'm actually not real scared of Frank Gore this week if you really desperately need somebody uh, in low end because I think he has the potential to possibly vulture a touchdown or two, you know, from uh, Singletary in that. You know, I think that Buffalo is going to move the ball slowly down the field. I think Singletary is going to get, you know, majority of work. Obviously, Frank Gore is going to be the starter. He's going to be getting the early carries. But uh, if it comes down to goal line stuff, I think that they'll um, they'll use Gore because of his experience, um, you know, and just to, you know, his size. So that's all I got to add to that. Yeah, nothing really more I do. I love John Brown in this game. Um, I really love John Brown. You saw him last week. Um, he was used differently than he has in previous years he's been mostly a deep threat last week he was used pre predominantly as like a number one guy mm -hmm. um so yeah i and josh allen was looking for him all you know all the time so um i do like john brown this week i actually have john brown as a wide receiver too this week um you know josh allen is actually not a bad play um you know dfs, DFS or yeah dfs john josh allen's a pretty good play um you know singletary you know last week did more with less you know compared to what gore had you know the splits on this game were really weird at running back because singletary got more snaps but gore got more workload but singletary did more with what he got so it was it was just a weird situation in the in the backfield for for buffalo um not one you can really trust yet um, and from the from the giant side of the ball, Saquon and Ingram. That's all you got to worry about. Yeah, I feel Play. like this game from Ingram with Shepard not playing now. Um, you know, I mean, who are they going to throw to other than Saquon and Ingram? So yeah, just like you said, Kev. Then uh, definitely, I'm looking forward to seeing Singletary ball out this weekend too. So I agree. So let's do Patriots Dolphins. This should be quick. 
Yeah. Uh, All right. So from the Dolphins, you're not starting anybody. <laughs> nope. End, end of story. Like I, anyone. I have Kenyon Drake on one of my teams. I just traded him today. Uh, I don't want anything to do with Miami because it don't even seem like the players on their team want anything to do with Miami. No, they were they were saying that a lot of them actually requested to like be traded immediately after the game. Yeah. We talked about this like you know weeks prior to to the season that this this you just. If you want to be relevant in fantasy football at all, stay away from this Miami Dolphins team. No, Definitely. And from the Patriots, you're starting everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do it for real. Um, yeah, <laughs> literally, I, you're starting everyone. I would start Antonio Brown. I mean, a lot of people like a lot of people have been asking me. I think it's weird that people are even asking me that. But do I start Antonio Browns this week? Like, did you not see what? <laughs> What you know, Hollywood Brown did last week. Antonio is a much better. Don't get me wrong; he doesn't got the long speed that that uh you know Hollywood got. But Antonio is going to eat in this game, dude. Yeah. Like if he's if he's active, you got to play him. You yeah, can't sit an active. Come on, dude. Don't even, like, why are you even asking? You definitely got to come on. Don't ask. Just play him, Gordon. Play him. You know everybody. Play him. I don't. I don't care. I'm I'm about to tell people to start. You know, everyone, like literally start everyone. Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead. <laughs> start them all. 59 points. Dude, the Ravens put up 59 last week, bro. 59. That's a college score, homie. <laughs> oh, man. That's... All right. You got anything Clay, else, you got Clay? You want to nah, just, yeah, just start, your, start your, your Patriots for sure and stay away from the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. They've I, do wanna, I do want to add that. I think it's funny that Bill Belichick is saying that Antonio Brown has a long way to go because I just think that's the Bill Belichick mind manipulation thing. I think Antonio Brown's going to come out and Dude, he's gonna have, have a two touchdowns. I bet you, I bet you yeah, he has two yeah, touchdowns tomorrow. I, I could almost I could almost so get – come on. Especially Bill Belichick. Think about Bill Belichick, right? When Bill Belichick gets annoyed with the press and you watch him, he, he starts <laughs> getting red and he's just like, we're on to Miami. We're on to Miami. Yeah, We're on yeah, to Miami. Yeah. And when you hear him start doing that, guess what? Somebody's going to eat. They're going to score a lot of points. <laughs> you know what I mean, somebody's getting ready to eat in this game, boy. Would you guys start off uh, Philip Dorsett or he back to the No, AB AB is there. He's the one. You can't start <laughs> him. No, you no, can't no, no, start. Not with Antonio Brown. I just I feel like our <laughs> I feel like our uh, a lot of our listeners probably because he had such a big week last week, what, you know, may have him sitting there as a pot, you know, cuz it's you know Patriots Miami, but yeah, I agree. You just with Antonio Brown in there now, Dorsett will be lucky to get a handful of uh, snaps in this game. So yeah, Tom Brady has thrown to Antonio Brown in the Pro Bowl. So just so you guys know, they have thrown he has thrown to Antonio Brown in his life before. But uh, Jaguars Texans, let's do it. Jaguars Texans. So Dan, you want to start that one off? Yeah, I'll t- start on the uh, on the Jaguars end because I don't think we really have a whole lot of guys there, but. Um, yeah, I mean this Texas defense, they're they're to me they're hit or miss. Um, but you still got to you know you're not you're not sitting for net. I mean he, to me he's a he's a running back one. I know a lot of people you know running back two for a lot of people, but to me he's a running back one because he's just going to constantly demand so much of the share. Um, and you got to start DD, uh, and that's basically it for Jacksonville. Uh, as far as for uh, Houston, you know, Deshaun Watson never sits. If he's if you drafted Deshaun Watson unless he's hurt, you never sit him. Um, you got to keep an eye on Kiki QT, but I still think even if he is active, I'm not going to play him because he just, he, I don't think he's going to be up to par with the rest of these guys. I don't even think he's going to be, you know, getting as many snaps maybe as, as stills is because it stills looked good last week. Looked real good. Um, so obviously, you know, same thing, like I said, with Deshaun, you're never, you're never sitting him. You're never sitting Hopkins. Um, 
And Will Fuller is a great flex every week. Um, he's got huge potential, huge upside every week to catch to catch balls down the field. And that's a kind of, you know, in a league that especially uh, in a league that, you know, if you gain if you're if you're in a league where you can get extra points for your long yardage, Will Fuller is a must. Um, as far as the running backs go, it's kind of uh, we're kind of still trying to figure things out with Carlos and with Duke. Um, I think they just want trying to see who you know what they have. Look more a lot like a 50-50 split. Carlos looked good last week. Um, so for me, if you have better options, not just because not you know neither of those guys I think is taking the lead role right off the bat. So if you have better options, I would definitely look into that. But if not, um, either one of those guys could be could be a flex for you. I think you know. Uh, I think that they're going to – this Jacksonville defense is good. I wouldn't start the Jacksonville defense this week up against this Houston offense. Um, but I think, you know, with Houston, I think it's a, it's going to be a bounce-back game for them. They they should have won last week. They got, you know, got handed the rough end there against going up against Breeze. But I think that they're going to have a, a big week. I actually took Houston in my survivor. I think they win by at least 10 to 13 this week. I'm just super excited to watch the Ramsey and Hopkins matchup. I think that's going to be something fun to watch. And also something that I'm looking for is uh, Deshaun Watson. Is, is they, are they able to keep the pressure off of him? Because, I mean, he's on the ground a ton, and I don't know if he's going to be able to sustain that all season. It's Andrew Luck 2.0. Right. Yeah. I think Laramie Tunzel had, you know, he let off that one sack, but, you know, if he becomes the anchor to that that offensive line, I do think they're going to start to gel and be a little bit better than they showed last week. Um, but yeah, this Jacksonville Jaguars defense is good. I think uh, Deshaun is still going to be. You know, I still think he's going to be good this week. You're starting all your Texans. You know, all the guys you would normally start. D Hop. You know, I would even start Fuller as a, a wide receiver three. And uh, you know, I'm. I'm not too too scared of the AJ Boye matchup. I think he's you know going to take him away a little bit, but you know he's literally a one one play touchdown type guy. You know he can get open on anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. So you know Fuller doesn't you know if I had a better option, obviously I'm throwing some a better option in, but not a guy that scares me too bad. Uh, Duke is the running back I would start here. You know Carlos Hyde looked good last week, but I don't know if I trust that. I think that uh, you know he was excited to be on a new team and. And uh, showed his excitement in that game, ran pretty well. But, you know, Duke is the guy that I would want to roster, especially in PPR leagues. Um, You know, other than that, you know, Kenny Stills, not a guy I'm starting yet. Um, Even Kiki QT, if Kenny Stills is going to take away from QT, you know, I don't know if that's, you know, I I don't know if I want to hit that up. Um, On the Jaguar side of the ball, you know, to me, Leonard Fournette, DJ Chark, if you're, you know, desperate need, um, you know, guys that I like this week, uh, DD Westbrook is to me a wide receiver three every single week, uh, and, and a good matchup, a wide receiver two. And then, you know, that's, that's basically it. Uh, Menchu actually looked pretty good last week. I was surprised, you know, I know he completed a lot of balls. It was a lot of, you know, quick passes, get the ball out of his hands, but you know, he was, he looked accurate to me. And if, if he's going to stay, you know, accurate like that and be able to move the offense, you know, that's all they need. They need to get first downs. So if he can get them first downs and, you know, we see Leonard Fournette, you know, you know how dynamic Leonard Fournette is anywhere near the the red zone. You know, the dude is just, uh, he is, he's the human sledgehammer. That's what they called him in college, you know, in LSU, he was the human sledgehammer and that's, that's what he is. So, you know, I could see him scoring a touchdown this week and I like that. Yeah, um, 
you know, I do think Fournette could have a good week uh, from from that side of the ball, but I don't think you can really start. I, I don't think you can start Didi um, until you actually see what's going on, uh, you know, with, with Minshew. Um, he looked good last week, but, you know, he was kind of thrust into action. Nobody had any kind of game tape or any kind of film on him. So, to me, I, I'm a little worried about starting Didi this this quick with, with a quarterback that – you know, with such an unknown. So the only Jaguar I'd start would be Fournette. Um, and then from Jacksonville side, I would, you know, you're, you're not really sitting, you're never sitting Hopkins. You're never sitting Watson. Uh, you know, I do like what I saw from the backfield. Uh, you know, both of them were pretty effective in week one. Um, but Duke Johnson clearly was on the field a lot more. So, um, you know, I think if you're going to start a, a Texans running back, it's going to be Duke. Um, you know, Will Fuller, Will Fuller is like Steve said, he's a, he's a deep threat on any play. So to me, um, you know, if you want to throw Will Fuller in your flex, you would, I have no problem with that. And the other receivers, you kind of, kind of wait and see. All righty. All right. So we will get into the next game. We are the Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings. Clay, this one is all you. I don't know about all me. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'm really excited for this matchup because it is the Packers Vikings and you know how that is around here. It's, I mean, it's like the game of the year every year. So um, yeah, clay is from clay is a Packers fan from up in that area. So yeah, I that, that's why, that's why we uh, put it this, this game on him. <laughs> uh, I think the Packers, if they don't, get their heads out of their asses this this game could uh, get away from them um, Vikings defense is good just like the Bears defenses and uh, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play better he's I mean he's going to be in trouble um, I am excited to see the Rhodes and the uh, Devontae Adams matchup um, but I really think the Packers are going to be able to kill the Vikings out of the slot um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to be a really good option there um, I know Geronimo Allison is usually the slot corner or slot uh, receiver this offense, but I think that they might move MVS to that spot uh, quite a bit this week. And uh, yeah, I'm just really excited to see how uh, how they how they match up. Zimmer always 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 has has been killing the Packers lately, so um, I just hope they can they can come around and get, stick it to them. Yeah, I agree. I think that the uh, Minnesota Vikings. This is always a good matchup. Yeah, I mean, every year we watch these these two teams play. It always seems to be a fun game to watch. You know, sometimes it's a defensive struggle. Sometimes it's an offensive battle. Um, you never really know with these two teams. Um, and for me, I, I actually have a feeling that this is going to be a, a, a high offensive game. I think both teams are going to be able to score this week. Um, you know, I just have that feeling that this is going to be, you know, one of those higher scoring games that we don't expect. But, you know, like Clay said, you know, Aaron Rodgers needs to play better. If Aaron Rodgers plays to his capability, we're going to see a high-scoring game here. And I think A-Rod knows he's got a good defense. And after the show that they put on last week, I know he thinks, you know, he's happy, excited about a new defense, and he wants to show his new defense that played well for him last week that he can put up some points. So, you know, I think that's what we're going to see this week. Um, so on the Viking side of the ball, I like I like everybody. I, I actually, you know, people are super scared about Aaron Jones. I still have him as a wide a running back too. Um, you know, I think I have him at 22 in my rankings. And, you know, I wouldn't be super excited to start him, but I do think he's going to have, you know, a pretty good game. I could see him getting, you know, 60 to 80 yards and a possible touchdown, you know, with three or four catches, you know, uh, put in there. Um you know, I like MVS. He was the 
unquestioned number two wide receiver last week. If you watch that game, you know, to me, you know, Allison is a good player, but, you know, he was he just wasn't used at all. Um, yeah, it just wasn't targeted. So, you know, Jimmy Graham, if you need a tight end, is is good to start. You know, on the Viking side of the ball, you're starting all your Vikings that you normally start. You know, I'm not I'm not doing Rudolph. You know, but uh, you know, Cousins. If I have a better quarterback option, I would do that because I do think the mo for this team is run, run, run. Uh, especially with what they showed last week. If they they do get a lead, they're gonna run, run, run. So, you know, that's but. You know, Diggs, Thielen, all those guys I'm still going to put in my lineup and uh, hope for a shootout in this game and hope that they both go off. Yeah, I think you're starting Diggs, Thielen, and Cook. Um, and that's pretty much that's it, pretty much it from the Minnesota side. After what we saw last week, you know, you can't really be confident in starting Cousins. Um, and I wouldn't want to start Rudolph. Um, and from the Green Bay side, um, exactly what you said. Um, you know, MVS clearly looked like the number two receiver. Um, so if I had to throw him out there as a flex, you know, that, that would kind of be, you know, he'd kind of be a lower flex for me, but, um, you're definitely starting Devonte Adams, you know, every week, despite the matchup, um, you're definitely starting Aaron Rodgers. You drafted those guys to be starters every week. Um, and Aaron Jones, you drafted him in the third round. So he's going to be your starter every week. If you're benching Aaron Jones at this point, you know, you might as well be trying to trade him because there's no point in, in, you know, you literally got to ride him and ride him out. You know, you drafted him in the third round to be your RB two. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you're pretty much playing those three guys. You're pretty much playing the three guys from the Vikings. And if you need MVS and a flex, you know, throw them in there. Yep. I agree. Pretty much, uh, you know, in our, um, Sid starts. I've been telling people that I have a good feeling about Aaron Jones this week. I think he, you know, even though this Minnesota defense is really tough, they're not quite, um, and last week was the opposite. Uh, you know, I was telling people to sit, not sit him, but if you had a better option, uh, Jones was just a tough play because that Chicago Bears defense in front four is just f- ferocious. Um, this Minnesota is they're better in the uh, linebackers section than uh, than they are up front. So I think that Aaron Jones might be able to, um, you know, get that 80 yards, maybe close to that 90 yards, like Steve says. So I think Aaron Jones, uh, it's gonna he's gonna have a much better week. And I, you know, if you're an Aaron Jones fan or a owner um hopefully you know we won't see nearly as much jamal williams as we saw last week yeah yeah and to me with aaron jones you know don't don't get down on him these are two tough defenses he's going up against week one if you watch Devontae freeman he literally had nothing no running lanes at all in in their first in the game against uh you know the falcons vikings game so you know this these, these two defenses chicago and minnesota are very very tough um, so better days are going to be ahead for Jones, even if he doesn't, you know, get off for you this week. And if he, you know, if you don't have Jones and he does, you know, he winds up getting bottled up. He's definitely a good buy low candidate. Sure. Yes. Yes. All right. So next game we will get into is the Chargers Lions. So Dan, Steve, go ahead. All right. Chargers Lions to me is, you know, Chargers are coming to Detroit. So, you know, they have that little bit of an advantage. You know, the Chargers, you know, looked very good last week. You know, Austin Eckler is a guy that, you know, I had basically everywhere in DFS. He freaking went off. And, I, you know, I think it's going to be a similar game plan. You know, give him 12, 15 carries and give him, you know, four or five, you know, receptions. And that's kind of the way they look like they're going to use him. 
and I like him again this week. You know, Detroit's defense, you know, made you know, made some good plays last week, but David Johnson did his thing. He was able to get open out of the backfield on that long touchdown. And if they use Eckler in the same way, you know, that's going to be problems for them. Um, Keenan Allen is a, just going to be an animal this week. I, I really think, you know, with, if Mike Williams is banged up and no more, no Hunter Henry, you know, Mike Keenan Allen is their go-to guy originally, and he's going to be even more of their go-to guy now. So, you know, love Keenan Allen this week. Um, I actually like Phillip Rivers this week also. I think, you know, he's still going to do his thing. I could definitely see him getting, you know, 303, you know. So, you know, Phillip Rivers is another guy, you know, I'm not scared to start. And uh, Justin Jackson, if I'm really in need, I would start Justin. But, you know, I'm not feeling very confident on that one. On the Lions side of the ball, you know, it's it's basically the normal guys. Galladay is a guy that makes me a little bit nervous this week. Um, he will be seeing a whole lot of Casey Hayward. And Casey Hayward is a guy that we've seen shut down very good wide receivers uh, for very minimal games. So, you know, that matchup makes me a little bit nervous. But if you drafted Kenny Galladay, you're probably going to start him. Um you know, just know that if he doesn't have a very good game, it's it's because of the matchup. You know what I mean? Uh, I would much rather play Jones this week. Jones is definitely a guy that I would try to get in my lineup because I think he has a good matchup. Uh, Danny Amendola does not have a good matchup. Um, I would stay away from Danny. I think Danny was a product of, you know, a very long touchdown last week. And if he doesn't get that touchdown, he was basically four for 50. You know, that's not a bad game, but not a game that I'm super excited about. Um, you know, 47-yard touchdown helps booster your stats, you know, and it is what it is. Um, you know, Matthew Stafford, another guy that I don't know if I'm playing this week. You know, he had a very good week last week, and me and Kev both said we liked him a lot in DFS, but not this week. Um, carry on Johnson. Carry on um was not used the way we would all like him to be used. And until he is getting that big, big workload, you know, he's, he makes me nervous, especially against this Chargers front seven. They are a good front seven. And uh, carry on could struggle to see, you know, the numbers that we really want to see out of him. But don't give up on carry on. Don't, don't, if he has a bad game in this game, don't give up on him. You know, get the same thing as Aaron Jones. You want to give him a couple more weeks to figure it out and uh, let, you know, let uh, Matt Patricia figure out that he is the best by far back on that team. Yeah. Um, far as carry on goes, I feel the same way. I think I, I said that on our podcast the other day when we did the breakdowns, we just did not see him used um, the way we wanted to, you know, we were expecting him to be a little bit more of a bell cow and, you know, you saw a little bit, uh, a lot more of CJ Anderson than you wanted to see if you're a carry on Johnson owner, um, you know, far as the lions passing attack um you know I, like i kind of said you know it kind of looked a little bit like matt patricia went a little patriots like you saw a lot more from the slot in the tight end you know the julian edelman gronk situation um you saw a lot less out of marvin jones and, and kenny galladay um galladay still did get in the end zone but you just didn't see them used as much um so i i do think you have to you know kind of pay attention to this offense and see how they're going to, you know, work, you know, work their receivers and work their targets around, you know, if they're going to be starting to try and, you know, 
use the middle of the field a little bit more, which is pretty much what Matt, Matthew Stafford never really has done. Matthew Stafford has been a guy that's targeted the outside receivers a ton in his career. Um, and in this game, he was more more so targeting Hawkinson and, and Amendola. So, you know, pay attention to that game. But, um, you know, Galladay, I think, you know, he's probably a flex option this week. I don't know if I would have him considered as a wide receiver too, um, considering the matchup. Uh, obviously, you're starting carry on if you drafted him. TJ but, Hawkinson, you know, I didn't, I didn't Hawkinson, mention. T- you're definitely yes, starting Hawkinson. Definitely. Hawkinson is yeah, a star- Hawkinson is a week in week out starter at this point. You know, he was he was targeted enough to, you know, put himself in top ten. You know, tight end potential week in week out. Um, you know, Marvin Jones. I probably would stay away from Marvin Jones. I was a guy that's high on him coming in, but this week I would probably stay away just because of the matchup and because I didn't really see. Um, you know, I didn't see Matthew Stafford really use him too much in week one. Uh, as far as the chargers go, Eckler is Eckler was a monster, you know, so you're starting him. Uh, Keenan Allen is going to be a target machine. He might see close to to 20 targets in this game. Uh, you know, without Hunter Henry there without, you know, with Mike Williams banged up and Mike Williams, uh, if you have to play him as a flex, play him. But, uh, you know, he's another one I would probably stay away from considering the injury. Um, you know, didn't really get targeted too much in that game either. The injury was later in the game. So it wasn't like he got injured early and, you know, didn't really just, you know, was out for the whole game. You know, he he, it, he got injured later in the game. And the previously before that, he just wasn't really used. So, uh, you know, to me, I think you're really only starting Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. And if you want to go with Phillip Rivers, uh, you can do that as well. Yeah, not really much to add to this. You guys covered all the bases. And, um, yeah, I mean, just for me on the just I want to touch on the two running backs. You got carry on Johnson. Just don't worry about carry on. I was huge on him coming in as, as we all were as our, you know, the whole Detroit coaching staff. So I think he. I think he's fine going forward. And if you got Eckler, I think don't expect the kind of performance he gave you last week because that was just an that was just a uh, for me. I think that was just a big one off. I mean, I think he's going to produce in a, in a good Chargers offense, but I don't think that he he can keep up with anywhere close to that kind of production. I, and like I've said, I, I like I like Justin Jackson. I think he's going to be used a lot more as the season comes on. And plus, you know, we don't know when Melvin Gordon comes back, but they said for sure he will be back. So that's. So what I got on this game. And I kind of just want to say that uh, I'm just excited to see TJ Hawkinson again this this week, see if he can, yes. uh, you know, duplicate that effort. And, you know, if he can, I mean, he he puts himself in some good company up there with the top tight ends in the league. Definitely, yes. for sure. For sure, for sure. TJ Hawkinson was a monster in week one. Yes, so next game we will get into is the 49ers Bengals. Um, from the 49ers side of the ball, I think I'm probably only starting Kittle and Breda. Bradle I do like in DFS this week. You know, he's $5,600 in, in FanDuel. Um, I'm not really sure about DraftKings. I have to look that up. But, um, you know, he, he is a cheap option. And to me, um, he will be getting a lot of the work. Obviously, Raheem Mostert's going to be in there as well. But I probably would stick with Breda. I wouldn't think, you know, to me, Mostert looked better than Breda. But... Um, I do think they're going to rely on Breda a little bit more than Mostert. And, and uh, Kittle, obviously, is a monster. He had eight catches. The next closest receiver on that team was had three targets. So um, outside of Kittle, the ball was pretty evenly spread around. So there's nobody else I would really be starting on San Fran. 
Um, and from the Bengals, uh, you know, you're, if Mixon's out there, you're starting him. And if Mixon's out, you're starting Gio Bernard. Uh, and if he's out, Gio Bernard, I don't know what Gio Bernard's money situation looks like on, on DFS, but he's probably a really good start uh, for DFS. Um, you know, Tyler Boyd, you're, you're starting. And uh, John Ross, you're probably starting after what you saw in week one. Um, you know, he looked really good out there. Uh, and you know, at this point he'd probably be considered for a flex for you. So if you want to start John Ross in your, in your flex spot, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, I'm definitely, if I got John Ross and I'm, I'm starting John Ross and I'm feeling pretty confident about it. He just, he looked like a whole not, he looked like a, he looked nothing like he looked like in the NFL. He looked like in college, John Ross and you know, the speed and we talked about, you know, how fast he is with, you know, and you know, why he was so highly drafted, but um, from what I saw, he just his cuts were incredible. His his footwork, his just his his ability to get open last game was just something we have not seen out of professional John Ross in his career, and um, I think it's a good sign. I mean, maybe he's got a good chemistry going with Andy, but you know for sure that I'm not gonna I, I can't sit a guy that that showed to be that you know there's no AJ Green yet. We don't know when AJ is coming back, but a guy that just showed that kind of um, ability, and we already know what John Ross's speed is. Um, I think you definitely have to you have to start him unless he shows you otherwise. Yep. So for me, the 49ers, um, you know, just do real quick. Brita is definitely a guy. He's 5,200, by the way, Kev, on DraftKings. But, um, yeah, definitely a guy that I'm, you know, excited to start, really. Uh, Raheem Mostard, another guy that if, if I need a flex running, you know, want to put throw, you know, Raheem Mostard in my flex, you know, definitely not scared to do that either. Uh, this Bengals defense I don't think is very good. You know, on the 49ers side of the ball, Kittle and Garoppolo, I would start both of them if I needed a quarterback. Um, you know, let's say you were down on Cam and didn't want to start him this, you know, in this Thursday night game. You wanted to see what, you know, Garoppolo would look like. You know, I definitely don't have a, a problem with that. Um, but, yeah, Kittle's a every single week start. You're never going to even question that. And that's basically it for the 49, 49ers defense. Uh, I like the 49ers defense also. Uh, but the Bengals side of the ball, you know, Mixon, if you drafted him, you're starting him if he's playing. Um, you know, like Kev said, Gio Bernard, definitely if he if Mixon does sit or if they say he's going to be limited, you know, I'd still start Gio. Um, you know, and I like both, like like you guys said, I like the wide receivers in this game, I think. I think that, uh, you know, this is going to be a game where it's, you know, even scoring, it's not going to be super high. I think the over-under, what is it, What is it, Dan, like 45? I think the 45 over-under on this game, I think uh, it is. Yeah, this this one is it's at the top here, actually. 46. 46. Yeah, yeah so yeah, 46. It, it, I think it opened to like 44 and a half, so it's actually going up a little bit, Yeah, I think. So, you know, and a 46 over-under, it's not a really high-scoring game. It could be, you know, both teams in the 20s, you know, maybe like a 24, you know, 20 game, something like that, you know, could definitely be something that happens. So, you know, I I like the Bengals wide receivers. I don't know how confident I am in Andy Dalton, but, you know, I think this is going to be, you know, one of those mid-tier games that you'll have three or four guys out of, out of here that are going to actually have good games. I think uh, I think that sounds pretty good. I'm I'm excited to see Brita. See if Brita can well, how he can handle a full workload. Um, like you said, Mozart will be in there as well. But it'll be nice to see Brita um, get a full game in him without having anybody else behind him. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, Cardinals, Cardinals Ravens. and Ravens. 
Yep, Dan, why don't you start off on this one? All right, uh, we'll start on the Cardinals' end. Um, we talked about it a little bit on Wednesday that, you know, someone like me, I drafted Kyler Murray. It's it's a tough sit because you draft, you know, I drafted him to be my starting quarterback. But, um, you know, the more more I evaluate it, the more you just you, you just can't sit, you can't start him against this Baltimore defense. He's a young quarterback. They're gonna they're gonna game plan against him. They're gonna really get after him and. I think they're going to make them make mistakes, and you'll see it. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope this kid just shines again. But um, the odds are definitely fav- stacking more towards him not having a good game. Um, Mark Ingram, I know they said he's questionable, but if he's playing, he had too good of a week last. Well, I'm sorry, we're on the Cardinals. Uh, I don't really like any of the receivers. Um, obviously, you're starting David Johnson because you drafted him so high. I mean, he, he didn't have, get off to a good start this year, but – uh, if anybody on this Cardinals team is going to have a bounce back game and have a decent game, it's going to be David Johnson. Um, not really liking any of the Cardinals receivers, especially like I said, up against this tough Baltimore defense. Uh, Baltimore, you're definitely starting Lamar Jackson. You know, regardless of what he did last week, he's he's gonna. I mean, this Arizona defense is not good, so he's he he's on pace to have another huge huge week. Um, you definitely start Mark Ingram. Yeah, he's questionable, but if he's been there, you got to start him. He had a huge week as well. I mean, Hollywood Brown didn't play a whole lot of snaps last week, which is the only thing that really worries me because when he was out there, he was a monster. So uh, I actually have Hollywood. I had him on the bench last week, and I'll probably, until he can show me some consistency with getting snaps, um, it's tough to start him. I mean, I know he's got such huge play potential like you showed, but it's just tough to start him when he's when he's getting, when he's he's getting on that limited snap count. Um, aside from that, uh, Baltimore defense is a good option. If you're looking for a defense, uh, Justin Tucker, if you're looking for a kicker, <laughs> we don't ever talk about kickers, but for some reason, I just always like Justin Tucker. <laughs> it seems like he's more probably one of the most consistent to ever do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's your main guys that you're, that you're pretty much going for. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys like any of these Arizona receivers with their matchups, but you know, it's just for me with against this Baltimore defense, um, it's tough. Just David Johnson, really. I think on the Cardinals side of the ball, I wouldn't mind starting Larry Fitzgerald. He looks kind of rejuvenated. Um, and then as as far as Baltimore goes, uh, Mark Andrews is one player. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't talk about Andrews. That's yeah. You definitely got to start Andrews. He's. We talked about him on Wednesday too. He's got the makings of a top ten, top twelve tight end for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think you know. The Cardinals are going to be tough to start. You know, Larry Fitzgerald is actually a guy that I was going to mention. Um, I I think uh, I think Matt Larry is one of those guys that the way he plays football, if he's going to get targeted, he's matchup proof. You know, he knows how to get open. He's a savvy vet. You know, and the young kid is going to look for him because he, you know, you just watched last week. Larry has that same fight he had in him, you know, five years ago. Larry still looks like a guy that wants to win ball games, and if he's going to play the way he played last week, I don't care who they're playing. You know, I'll start Larry Fitzgerald as a, as a number three wide receiver every week, no matter who the matchup is. You know, I don't think that the Ravens are going to skunk the Cardinals, so you know, I do think they're going to have some relevant players. Larry, I think, is definitely a relevant player. Um, Christian Kirk, if you watched that game last week, he was highly targeted. I think he had 13 targets in the game. So, you know, Christian Kirk, with his route running ability, I think he could have a sneaky good game. Um, 
I think the Cardinals are going to be a little bit better than people are, are giving them credit for this week. I'm not super confident, so I'm not going to tell you definitely start Kirk and start all those guys, but the two guys that I will tell you to start is, you know, Fitz and and David Johnson. And then on the Ravens side of the ball, you know, start everybody. This, this Cardinals defense, you know, played okay last week. You know, not as bad as I thought they were going to be, but they're still not a good defense. And uh, they were at home last week. Oh, no, wait, were they in – were they in Detroit? They were, they were in Detroit. Yeah, they, they were, were in, in Detroit, Detroit last week. So, you know. They, they looked bad in the second half. They they looked awful in the first first three, yeah. two and a half quarters. They looked awful. But the second half, they, they came together a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not too, too, too worried about, you know, the Cardinals as much as everybody else. But, you know, on the Ravens side of the ball, it's all the guys that you normally would start. I think uh, I have Jackson as my, I think, number one quarterback this week. Love him this week. I think he's going to have a big, big week. So, uh other than that, you know, all those guys, Mark Andrews, you know, all all the guys that you feel confident with the Ravens starting, you know, start them. Start them all. Yeah, I think, yeah, Mark Ingram, you're starting. Lamar Jackson, you're starting. Mar, uh, Mark Andrews, you're starting. Uh, I don't know if I would start Hollywood Brown yet. You know, he, he only got 12 snaps or 14, 14 snaps in the game. So I don't know how confident I would feel starting him yet. Um, until I see more work. I mean, obviously last week they just bum rushed the Dolphins, and I know the Cardinals' defense is terrible. But you know, like I said, 14 snaps to be on the field just to me is not enough. You know, snap percentage for me to put you in my lineup just yet. Um, yeah, from the Cardinals side, I would probably if I'm starting a receiver, I would probably start Larry Fitz. Um, and you're definitely starting David Johnson. Kyler, I probably would stay away from this week because I think it's a tough matchup. I agree. All right. So, All right, so uh, we are at 2.15 almost. So we're going to start speeding it up. 2.15? Or 1.15. I'm sorry, 1.15. Yeah, I, have, I, have I have the two set up that way. My wife. My we bad. did not go over two hours. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start speeding it up, guys. So uh, Chiefs Raiders. Yeah, we have five games left. Yeah, so Chiefs Raiders. I'm just going to, real quick, you're starting all your Chiefs. All the guys that you would normally start, obviously, you know, uh, Reek Hill is not in this, you know, going to be in this game. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks, you know, but, you know, starting Sammy, starting Williams, starting, you know, even LaShawn McCoy if you need him. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, no-brainer. You're starting him every single week. Um, you know, on the Raiders side of the ball, you know, you know, on the Chiefs side of the ball, Kelsey. I mean, all those guys are yeah. starting. You know, Raiders side of the ball. Uh, Darren Waller, I love this week. You know, he is going to be highly targeted again, uh, and I, I like him a lot this week. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs, another guy I love this week. You know, definitely start him. I would even start David Carr if you need a quarterback. You know, I think Derek he – Derek Carr. I always say David. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely a guy that, you know, is – going to throw the ball a lot you know what i mean if you assume that this chiefs offense is going to score as many points as they have been scoring on a consistent basis they're basically like 28 30 point team you know what i mean they, he's gonna to have to throw the ball so you know i don't think this raiders defense is gonna be able to stop the chiefs offense so you know i like that guy terrell williams is a guy that i really like um he is just he was super targeted and a guy that i feel very confident in playing and that's about it for me on this game yeah, I totally agree with Tyrell Williams, especially in DFS. I have him in one of my lineups, and I think he is going for like $4,400 still. So he's a very cheap option in DFS. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs, good start. Derek, uh, Derek Carr, 
you know, David Carr will probably get you a zero. Uh, Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek Every Carr. week, I promise you. Yeah. Derek Carr, on the other hand, this week, he's going to have to catch up. Um, they're going to play a lot of catch up in this game. So Waller, you know, Tyrell Williams, Josh Jacobs. And if you want to start Derek Carr, say if you have Kyler Murray as your starter, Derek Carr is not a bad guy to pick up and plug in for him right uh, this week. And on the Chiefs side of the ball, start everybody. Start Shady. I would start Shady. I would start Damian Williams. Mahomes. Uh, Kelsey and Watkins are obviously starting. Um, you know, I, I don't think I have to start McCole Hardman yet and, and Robinson, obviously. But, uh, you know, the rest of those guys, yes, you're starting. Yeah, Kev, Kev must have looked at my lineup because he must have saw that I have Kyler Murray and then I picked up Derek Carr <laughs> to, to, to start him this week. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely that's the option. But, yeah, there's not really much to add to that. Uh, you know, they named all the names. It's it's the over-under in this one's 54 um, expect fireworks. Uh, Oakland uh, is going to have to throw a lot, so I'm hoping a big week for Derek Carr. And you know, you know what the Chiefs are going to do. I mean, especially against this Oakland team that doesn't really have a great defense. So it's it's it should be a fun game to watch. Yeah, I agree. All right, All right. Saints, Saints Rams. And Rams. Yep. Saints Rams. So um, you want to do this, Kev, real quick? Yeah, all right. So I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, if you remember last year, it was it was an extraordinary game. Um, this year is going to be, you know, just as entertaining. Um, you know, you're still starting Gurley. You're still starting all your Rams. You know, don't don't fret with Gurley or be afraid to start Gurley. We talked about this in our rankings the other day. You know, we all still have Gurley as a top 10 running back. You know, don't be afraid to start Gurley. He, you know, he just didn't get into the end zone because it was his time to come out because the pitch count called for it. And that's one thing I do believe uh, Sean McVay said. And Gurley was a little pissed off that he got taken out of the game. So I do think his, you know, his emotions are going to kind of hold check here and he will get his, his touchdowns this week. Um, and all your Rams are starting them. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks. You drafted all those guys in the top five rounds. You're starting them. Uh, Jared Goff is another guy I like this week as, as a good quarterback to play. Um, you know, to me, he's a bottom, you know, bottom end, you know, 10, 11, 12 quarterback this week. So right at the end of that QB one. Um, and from the Saints, you're starting Kamara. Um, you're starting Michael Thomas. You're starting Drew Brees. Um, you know, Latavius Murray did not see a lot of work. Obviously, he got the, uh, you know, he had the long touchdown run, but he did. He's, you know, when Drew Brees threw that interception in the red zone, uh, after that, he he was targeting Murray, and after that, he really wasn't used in the passing game very much. So I don't know if he did something wrong on that play or, you know, just lack of chemistry in the passing game between him and Brees that they stopped using him. But, you know, Murray's a guy I probably, you know, I I probably would start with caution as a flex, but I wouldn't be too excited about it seeing the workload that he got in week one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, yeah not much yeah. for me to add on to that game. So uh, if you want to, you know, add on any names, I think Kev touched on pretty much all the ones that uh, that I would have as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm good. Clay, you got anything to add? Uh, I guess. What do you guys feel about Jared Cook in this game? I know that he's been. Well, that's a good. Of... It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, a lot of people probably want to know. I haven't been high on Cook all, uh, even before the preseason. I said that the Saints, to me, just once Jimmy Graham left, they stopped using the tight end as much, and you you saw him kind of, 
you know, you saw it with Kobe Fleener. They picked up Kobe Fleener, and, and everybody thought Kobe Fleener was the next great tight end, and, you know, he just never materialized there. And, you know, to me, this like I said, they just they shied away from using the, the tight end. He only had two catches in the game. Um, really wasn't targeted very much either. So, you know, I think if you – you know, if you drafted Jared Cook, hopefully you were able to pick up Darren Waller or TJ Hawkinson on the waiver wire. I would rather start both of those guys. Um, but how, yeah, Steve, how do you feel about Cook? I have a little more confidence in Cook than you guys, but I've had a little more confidence than him all year than you guys. But you know, I think, I think in this game he makes me a little bit nervous only because Drew Brees his road splits there. That's a real thing. That that is yeah. a legit thing that happens with Drew Brees. He is much better at home than he is away. Uh, so that definitely is something that you must uh, be aware of when starting Drew Brees and starting any of the pass catchers. You know, Mike Thomas is really the only guy in this game that I have a whole lot of confidence in. But, you know, Cooks is Cook is a guy that I think, you know, if you, you know, if you had drafted him, you know, you're going to start him again. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be super excited and think he's going to have a big game, but, you know, I think he'll still have, you know, Four or five catches, fifty yards, sixty yards, and you're you're just hoping for him to get in the box. You know I mean, in in this game. Yep. So next game is the Bears and Broncos. Uh, this one we should wrap up pretty quick. Not really too much to me. Um, from the Bears side of the ball, you're starting a Rob, and in PPR you're starting Tyreek Cohen. Uh, outside of that, I don't really think you can start anyone in this Bears offense. Mitch Mitch Trubisky just did look terrible. Um, so, you know, I, I would probably stay away from the bears other than a Robin Tyreek Cohen, um, from the Broncos side of the ball. Uh, you know, I would still be starting Philip Lindsay, you know, uh, especially in PPR. He obviously was a passing down back, um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders and, you know, how do you feel about Cortland Sutton? Cortland Sutton looked to me, looked pretty good on Monday night football. Um, kind of surprised me. I didn't really expect too much out of Cortland Sutton. How do you guys feel about Cortland Sutton? Obviously this is a tough matchup against the bears. Yeah, I think that I like Cortland Sutton, you know what I mean? As a player, I just think he is not the, you know, most talented guy. I, you know, I think he is good, not great as he was being touted last year, you know, he he played with Cooper Cup in college, and I and, I, and I, coming out of college, I said Cooper Cup was the better player. You know, I still believe that now. Uh, I think Cortland Sutton has a very good ability to get open deep, and you know he's not the greatest route runner. So if he starts developing his route running skills and becomes you know more proficient as a route runner, you know he could be good. He's definitely a guy that you know I would. I don't know if I'm starting him in this game. I think that nah. the, yeah, I he's think he's going to draw Kyle Fuller. I would stay away from yeah, Sutton in this. Exactly. Yeah, I, I probably would stay away from him and Emmanuel Sanders in this game just because of the matchup. Emmanuel Sanders, you probably drafted really late too, probably like ninth, tenth round, so you probably have better options to go with. Um, with this matchup, to me, you know, the only guy you really can start on the Broncos side is is Lindsey, and you know, even that, you know, hopefully he's only your flex and not your RB two because. You know this this Bears defense looks ferocious still. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not really starting anybody on Denver. It's just that I mean the, the way that that Bears defense looked up against a much better offensive Packers team. I mean it's just they're gonna they're just gonna game plan really well against uh against this Broncos team. I mean I don't you know I don't know what, what kind of chemistry or core you know correlation 
they're going to have, you know, Vic Fangio knowing his old defense type thing, you know, I mean, I don't know if that has anything to, to play into it, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I do think that Matt Nagy is going to stat correct himself, you know, in last week's game, you know, that as a team, they had, what was it? 14 carries, you know, that 14, 15 carries as a team. So yeah. I do think they realize that they need to, they need to do something about that. Yeah. I actually have the Broncos as one of my favorite defenses this week, especially in DFS. I'm actually, I didn't even think about that, Dan, but that's actually a really good point. Vic Fangio just came over from, from the bears. Um, you know, he probably has a good idea about that offense. And, you know, to me, watching what the bears did last week, I think the, the Broncos defense is, you know, really good. Um, you know, so to me, you know, the Broncos defense is definitely one in DFS that I, I've been putting in my lineups. Um, you know, DraftKings, they are 2700 so they're actually relatively cheap. Um, so with that said, we'll move on to the next game, Eagles and Falcons. I'll take it away. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. You want to start <laughs> I'll, I'll fly that away with this one real quick. Um, so Vegas got this one at 52 and a half, and I think it for sure goes over. Uh, I think that this, I mean, these games, these type of games, these primetime Sunday night games, uh, indoors always seem to just be, you know, I don't think you're going to see a defensive battle on this one. I think you're going to see two really good offenses uh, going back and forth. So, I mean, Atlanta, you're starting Ryan, you're starting Julio for sure. Um, and I think you're starting Calvin Ridley too, for sure. And, you know, Freeman, I know a lot of, we've been on the, on, on our app, we've been getting a lot of Freeman questions. People know how good this Eagles front is. I mean, this, the secondary is not nearly what this Eagles front is. Um, so a lot of people are worried about Freeman, but he's had good he's had good good games against the Eagles. So uh, I wouldn't be worried about him. He drafted Freeman too high to sit him on the bench, um, ride him out, you know, see how he does. It's a primetime game, so I definitely think uh, you got to start Freeman. Um, and even I, I, Austin Hooper. I mean, the Eagles always have a hard time. I watch every Eagles game start to finish over the last ten years, and the one thing that we've always have a hard time doing is stopping the tight end. Um, so, I mean, I think even Austin Hooper, if you need a, a tight end, if, you know, if you got him, uh, it's not a bad, definitely not a bad pick, uh, on the Eagles side of the ball, uh, obviously Carson Wentz, um, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, I think D Jack showed you enough last week where he's going to be a plug and play starting receiver for you, uh, until he shows that, you know, otherwise that he's not going to get the ball. Cause it, I heard, we heard a lot in camp about the chemistry that Carson Wentz had with Deshaun Jackson. It was on full display on on last game in that, you know, late that that early in that third quarter, late in that second quarter. Uh, so I think you got to start Deshaun Jackson. I actually called that last week. I said that he just, you know, his first game back to Philly was just going to be so much emotion and, and it came out. And, you know, guys like Deshaun that's going to be in there for just about every snap. I mean, he's a Hollywood Brown that's getting all the snaps, basically. You know, he's the Hollywood before Hollywood with this big playability and this Will Fuller with this big playability. He is the original, so... Um, you have to start Deshaun Jackson. Um, Zach Ertz, he's a must. You know his targets may go down a little bit this year because of how many weapons the Eagles have, but you got you're not sitting Zach Ertz. Uh, running backs, uh, it's tough. I mean, there's just you, they showed last week that they they favored Sproles, but it's still it's still super committee. Um, we're waiting for Miles Sanders to to become this lead back, but I mean. We, if we know anything about Doug Peterson, is that he's just going to do whatever it takes to win. He does not care, um, you know. He does not care if he has to split it up evenly between the three of them. If it's what's working in his offense, and it's what's then what he's going to do. So, 
Um, if I had to start any of the three starters, I probably would still maybe start Sanders if he's if he's your uh, if he's if you don't have any better options. Um, but I just didn't see enough work out of Jordan Howard to start him. And I definitely just think that Sproles was just a, a go with the flow type thing. And I don't think he's going to see that much work this week or, or many weeks going forward. Yeah, I'm not going to elaborate yeah, so, too much. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we need to get into it too much. I don't think I'm starting anybody in the Eagles backfield. Um, you know, they just they they were way too spread out in their their usage. So uh, I think I'm staying away from the Eagles backfield so there's more clarity. Um, you know, Jackson, I would Jackson and Jeffrey and Ertz, obviously Wentz. You're also you're starting all those guys from the Falcon side of the ball. Julio's my number one receiver this week. He torches the Eagles every time they play. Um, you know, Ridley Ridley's a good flex option. You know, he saw last week that you know he can get into the end zone, and I really like the way he fights. He wants to score every time he catches the ball. I do like the way he fights. I watched that game last week. And, you know, really kind of showed me a little something on a couple plays that he had down by the goal line. Um, you know, Matt Ryan, you probably drafted him to be your starter. Um, in this game, I, I watching that Eagles defense, Matt Ryan is definitely, to me, a guy you want to you want to start this week. Um, Hooper, great, start, uh, nice, you know, solid tight end to pick up. And to me, Freeman's going to have another tough, tough matchup because this Eagles defense is really solid against the run. But you're probably starting Freeman because he was your third-round draft pick and he's your RB2. Yep. I don't really have anything to add. Yeah, I'm good there too. All right. All right. Monday night football, Browns and Jets. All right. So for the Brown side of the ball, you're starting all your guys. You know what I mean? You have to start them. At this point, that offense didn't look good last week. You hope they rebound this week. Starting Baker, starting, you know, you're starting all the guys you know to start. You know, I'm not going to get into everybody. You know, Higgins is banged up, so, you you know, I don't think you were really starting Higgins in too many spots unless you were desperate. But, you know, uh, David Njoku is the other guy that, uh, you know, maybe you drafted him as high and, you know, he had that touchdown last week, but, you know. Uh, to me, I'm not super confident in the way he played. And he'll have the ball Adams out there in the middle of the field too. So. Yeah, so that's, that's a tough matchup for him. Um, and then, you know, OBJ is my number two, you know, wide receiver this week. Landry, you know, I just – Landry, you got to start him if you're in a PPR league. He's going to catch – you know, he's going to be highly targeted. He just always is. And then on the, you know, jet side of the ball – Really? Starting Le'Veon Bell and that's it. Yeah, you're starting Lev <laughs> Lev Bell and that's really it. It really, really is. That's it because you know with no Trevor Simeon yeah, out there. Yeah, with Trevor Simeon out there, that's that's rough. That's gonna you know Sam Darnold, you know is not a great quarterback yet. I do think he's going to be good, but you know just you can't trust anybody on this offense. Lev Bell and that's basically it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, guys. So that kind of wraps up our podcast. Um, really quick, was is, is Sam Darnold like a fourteen-year-old kid again? Who, who, what kind of grown man gets mono? <laughs> mono, God, come on, dog. He's kissing girls, bro. He's rich. He's yeah, out there kissing for, chicks, bro. Kissing the girls. I blame him for having mono at twenty years old. Um, but anyway. Oh, uh, Nick Chubb. I, real quick, Nick Chubb. I do think this is a bounce-back game for Nick Chubb. I forgot to mention that. I like Nick Chubb this week. So yeah, you're you're always starting Chubb for sure. Yeah, I do like that every week. week. Yep. So that kind of wraps us up. So uh, don't forget to check us out on our website at www. 
fourth and inches ff.com that is www the number four t h n i n c h e s f f.com for a bunch of content articles blogs player profiles rankings and of course you can subscribe to our vip access get a bunch of dfs information and uh, stay updated on these offenses with the cheat codes and until next time peace out guys Peace, Peace out. out. Thanks, uh, Clay. Thanks, thanks, for, for, thanks, thanks yeah, for coming thanks along, Clay. Thanks for joining us today, Clay. Yeah. It was an Clay. honor. Thanks. Yeah, really appreciate it, bro. All right, everybody. Peace out, world. See you. Clay was getting it.